If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. Today, my guest is Levante, and uh, I met Levante as Levante, and I, I expect that when you're known by one name, that means you've really arrived. Um, recently, <laughs> I, I, I came to understand your, your, your given name is Vanessa O'Connor, uh, yes. but uh, you know, the story of, of how Levante became Levante is something that um, I thought that might be a good way to, to start out with. Um, uh, we were, we were um, uh, introduced and the connection between Bravehearts Radio and uh, the idea that you have um, uh, brave girls and brave girls change the world. Um, I'm just going to turn it over to you. You can, you can tell me the story, okay? <laughs> Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. And it's great to speak to your tribe on Brave Hearts Radio. Um, so, Levante is my name, of course, It's but it isn't my birth name. So, Vanessa is my birth name, but Levante is the name that I use for my business because it speaks to the evolution of who I am and what I do. And so, we met um, time ago as we reconnected around inspiring people to be brave, and my mission in particular, young girls. And... Um, that is how we got here. And I'm very grateful to share with your audience and with you what I do. And uh, hopefully someone will be touched and inspired. Well, thank you. You know, the um, Brave Hearts Radio theme for this season is purpose and peace. And for a long time now, it seems that I've had this idea that worldwide peace and prosperity will come about or is coming about because of uh, three things and of course there are more but three things that come to mind for me and that I think are very important are clean water everywhere empowered girls and spiritual Mm -hmm. connectedness and when we first had a conversation we had a pretty pretty good conversation in depth (laughs) about each one of those Yes, each of them ring home and ring true for me because um, those are very important issues in my life as well. Hmm. Well, you said uh, the Brave Girls uh, Change the World, the foundation or charity that you that you work with, uh, helping young girls find their voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and that's how our conversation began when I started to talk to you about Brave Girls Change the World. And the mission is to help young girls find their voice change their world. It's a foundation in development. It is funded by my business, which in my business, I help heart-centered professionals and teachers to find their gifts and turn that into impact, freedom, extra income. Uh, Bottom line, when they work with me, they turn their knowledge into profits and their experience into an empire and they get to work deeper and to really work from their gifts. You talked about um, the theme, peace and purpose, and I think that peace comes from 
living through our gifts, working through our gifts. I believe that we all came with things within us that find our earth mm-hmm. working in that realm. We, we bring out peace in the world, able to um, expand purpose. Um, you know, for me, I, I think that purpose has been really beautiful. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like for me, I, I just think we all have the same purpose, but our gifts, our gifts that we give also make our impacts different. And so my role and, and my gift and one of my is to help people come to those gifts and to use those gifts in the world and to make the distinction that your gifts are not your passion. Um, they're, yeah. they're different. They're sometimes the same, but they're different. Your gift is something that you find great value in and others also find great value in. Yeah. 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 You know that uh, yeah, when you, when you say you're, uh, we have, we all have the same purpose. I think that's kind of interesting because um, there's, I imagine there's different ways of looking at what is purpose. And I think there's a, it's from Aristotle perhaps that said to the sole meaning and purpose of human existence is happiness. Mm-hmm. So from that, I would, yeah, that is yeah. Pretty singular. And Aristotle, Aristotle is, you know, I can't challenge Aristotle, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't. Um, you can't, can't. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Yeah, it's like, well, according to Aristotle. Oh, you know, that reminds right? me of something. Uh, I, I found out a long time ago that, um, if you if you offer up a quote from Benjamin Franklin said, and then uh, and then proceed with a quote, people oh really Benjamin Franklin said that well that must be pretty good you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's right well so Aristotle I, you know I I don't know who that is but I, I I know it sounds important right but you know that that idea that the sole meaning and purpose of human existence is happiness. Um, you know, there's there are different um, there are different perspectives on what is purpose and, and different perspectives on what is happiness. Right, right. And for me, when I think of happiness, I think I think of peace in my spirit, peace in my surroundings. Um, mm. And so it goes back. So so it, it still is open ended. What is happiness to you, right? And so yeah. I, I believe we're all on this singular journey. We think that we're different, but what is or what I would call or or gift print or fingerprints, you know, those things that make us different or sets of values and the things that we came with that we do exceptionally well, that's valuable. At mm-hmm. times we um we systems of the world and we do things just because the world is doing it. And I think that when we come closer to ourselves and we start to understand that even if you work for a corporation whatever you do you are the gift you are the uh, CEO of you right pretty much and so to take ownership of life in that way is what I want to empower that's what my work is about Um, I help people develop their own customized GPS to personal and financial freedom Mm. and I think when we go back to what Aristotle said that peace and happiness and impact and what brings that you know i think human human nature is to feel useful and 
how you you are useful in the world and you offer your gift to a high level of value mm-hmm. yeah that uh, you know that um the, the idea that um uh, happiness uh, ensues and it uh, is the result of of um service service mm-hmm. to others mm-hmm. um yeah, that's yeah. that's been something that's very very important to me throughout my life and I think sometimes it gets so caught up in chasing purpose that we forget to be in the journey and understand that the journey itself is the purpose. The journey itself is the treasure. There's no ending point, you know, and that's why I said the word purpose has been abused so much because it has caused so much confusion and pain to people. What is my purpose? I'm looking for, I'm doing this, I'm reading these self-help books, I'm living in Barnes and Nobles. The journey, you're, while you're doing that, your life is passing by. And one of the things that has changed my life and we're shifting into uh, what I and really um, using Levante more as the name. It's like a spiritual group. Mm-hmm. I went uh, a very particular um, heart. At, uh, so I, I graduated college with a degree in broadcast journalism, went into um, one of the big media corporations, was working in was great but I wasn't making any money and a mentor said why don't you shift over to sales that's where they make all the money shifted over to sales it was okay at first but then I realized the environment was toxic it wasn't very um, welcoming to certain types of people and my boss at the time was just uh, you know very different <laughs> and so I started looking around I was like what am I doing here I don't feel like this is something I want to do I look at my boss I don't want to be him and so I went to a professional development event and I met a lady there and at the time I had lost my voice and I was losing my voice all the time and I, I, she asked everyone to introduce themselves and I got up to say my name and I couldn't speak and I could hardly speak and she said, oh, what's going on? And I said, I've been losing my voice a lot. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she said, um, sometimes when that happens in your body, it's, it's, it's telling you to listen, listen to your life. And that's when I began listening to my life and it led me on this journey to discover my own voice because for me, my voice is my gift. Um, uh, you know, there's so many things, everything that I do in the world comes back to my voice. And so I started, you know, really listening to my life, following what I was told to do with my life and eventually left that corporate Although my boss, who wasn't the nicest guy, left before I did. And um, before he left, I gave him a book, A Return to Love, and um, by Marion Williamson, I, I believe. And then I had another boss who was really nice and, 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 and great, but I couldn't see myself in him. So I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And so I took the journey to, you know, go back to school. I was just writing a book. I ended up uh, teaching on the college level. You know, and so now I teach on the college level. And then I thought that was it. Oh, yes, I'm doing this. I'm teaching in the college level. I never thought I would teach, by the way, but I was teaching and it mm-hmm. felt great. And I love my students. I still teach up to, to this day, English and communications. But then I, after five years of marriage, my husband and I decided to have a child. I was on maternity leave. I kind of just started this job because we had just moved. And I realized I was only going to make $500 a month on maternity leave. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. And so it really pushed me into developing my GPS system. It really pushed me into turning my gifts into, and, and the GPS methodology means to turn your gifts into products or services 
that are solutions to other people's problems. And so it led me to doing that. And now I help others do this so that they can have that personal and financial freedom they deserve and live in peace with their gifts. Wow. Sounds like um, the, uh, the path has been um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the vision and, and the path have been very much the same for you. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's really, uh, that's, that's really quite a, um, quite an accomplishment, quite a gift in itself. Um, we're going to uh, take a break on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, remember that you can uh, be a sponsor of Bravehearts for Kids for as little as $20. You can change the, um, the outlook for a family. Uh, go to braveheartsforkids.org and uh, see what you can do to help, help as, as, as you can and as you uh, feel inspired to. Uh, we'll be back uh, with uh, Levante on uh, Bravehearts Radio, talking purpose and peace in the summer season. After these important messages, uh, stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because... It's your parade. I just help make sure that you're in it. And uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you uh, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you will see um, that the reason for the for the parade analogy. Uh, as the mission specialist, um, you know the uh, the mission specialists were not the people in the parade. And if you look at the picture on my LinkedIn profile, you'll see um, the parade after Apollo 11 astronauts came back, and it's in New York City. Um, 
and uh, that's that uh, NASA connection that we have I'm here today with uh, with Levante and Levante is um, uh, she's she's got um, a brave girls change the world as an idea when we first connected we were talking about purpose and peace mm -hmm. and the idea that um, I, I think there are three things that are really important for peace and prosperity worldwide. One is clean water everywhere, empowered girls, and spiritual connectedness. And I said, we had a great conversation about each of these. And I know you have a story about clean water because in, in the United States, we take for granted the clean water that we have. We turn on the tap, we turn on the shower, we expect clean water, we expect the right temperature. We take things for granted here, which is, in my mind, that's the opposite of appreciation. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a special appreciation for water, I think, right? Yes, yes, I do. So I grew up in Jamaica. And, you know, it, where I grew up, I grew up in rural Jamaica. So a town, a, a, a city called Manchester, a little town called Spurtree. And we had a tank that's a concrete, it's a hole dug into the ground that's made into concrete, and then we catch water from the rain. We were fortunate enough to have a home with, you know, two bathrooms in it, five bedrooms. However, there wasn't water coming from public lines like we see in America. We turn on the tap and it just comes through. We caught our own water, and there was a tank, a community tank that you would have to go to but normally that tank would be empty. So we had, our neighbor was a business um, a business place and they had their own water system. And so the, what we used to do when we ran out of water, which was very often because there was a lot of drought growing up, there wasn't enough rain. And so we didn't have water in our tank. We would get water from next door, the business next door, and we would have to go and bring buckets into the house and then fill barrels with water for the next for weeks and so water is such an important issue because when I was little I, I I didn't get sick a lot but one of the most one of the major illnesses I had was gastroenteritis and it had to do with um, unclean water mm -hmm. so across the world there are people who are struggling every day just to have enough water you know and we turn on the tap and we think that it's unlimited one of my pet peeves is brush their teeth and they keep the tap running. I always, I, I have an impulse to just turn it off because I know that when we had water in our tank, it was golden and we could not keep the taps running because that would be wasting it, you know? Yeah. And so clean water, clean water is such an important issue. Having children clean and fresh to go to school when it comes to um, all these different diseases that, that, happen from drinking impure water, which a lot of people have had or do still every day have to drink across the world. And so I think that it's something that we miss in modern day world, but it's yeah. important. Have, have you ever heard the phrase, throw the baby out with, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? <laughs> yes. And, and do, yes. do you know where that comes from? Not necessarily. I use it. I've heard it, but maybe you can give me a lesson. It just—it <laughs> just—it uh, just occurred to me. Um, I, I know that when um, uh, when when my parents were children growing up in Western North Dakota, they had um, they, you know they they had wells, so they would have to pump the water and they would have to bring the water into the house from the well, and then they would heat it up, and they would pour heated water into the bathtub. 
and then in turn everyone would take a bath uh, and the way you know the way the story goes is they would um, they had two sets of clothes they had their work clothes and they had their Sunday clothes so Saturday night was bath night and um, I suppose uh, Papa would take the bath first and then uh, Mama, you know, whoever however the order was the baby was the last one to get bathed but they used the same water. <laughs> and oh. So by the time, by the time, um, uh, apparently by the time the uh, the baby was uh, was bathed, um, it, you couldn't tell that the baby was there or not. It was so dirty. <laughs> they're going to throw the baby out with the bath. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. So you know, it's um, it's uh, be careful what you're doing or think ahead or something like that. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, and that's that's a couple of generations ago. You know, when mm-hmm. uh, when my parents were little, and they had they had wells, and I, I remember my mm-hmm. my dad's mom still still used um, a uh, uh, she had a big uh, uh, metal um, barrel. Well, she had a, a, a barrel and in a tin uh, a tin wash basin on top of it that that collected rainwater, and she she would bring that in the morning and make coffee, and she'd cook with that. Uh, mm-hmm. That was her um, that was her one. She had running water in her house. But she was so used to using water that way. Yeah. She just, she still did that. Just continued doing it. It's funny, um, last semester I had my students work on something. They watched this uh, documentary on Netflix um, explained. It talks about the world's water crisis Mm -hmm. and the fact that most of our water comes from beneath the earth and the sources Mm -hmm. are drying up and climate change and all that stuff and everything is, is really interconnected and that water is such a without food but when water goes away we have less of a lifespan you know and it's such an yeah. important issue that we don't abuse it you know yeah I you know I remember um, maybe 15 20 years ago now I was in San Diego and my sister was involved with a, um, a charitable event it was a walk for Darfur mm-hmm. uh, and Darfur was uh, was experiencing some um, some internal conflict, political conflict, and mm-hmm. there were refugees, and and there was a, a a young woman there that spoke to the to the group after the walk was finished, and she was talking about being a little girl in the refugee camp, and her her father had been killed, and her older brothers had been killed, and she and her mother and her little brother would uh, would wander around looking for water. Not looking for food, not seeking food, looking for water, and just um, uh, that level of um, of desperation and, and as a refugee, that's it. Just it really put things in perspective as to how things um, how things are, and that's so. That's one of the reasons that I that I think clean water everywhere. It's such an important thing to world peace, and clean water it, it results in lower infant mortality. And yes. uh, places that have that don't have clean water, they have higher infant mortality. And mm-hmm. and uh, counterintuitively, I suppose, those are places where where the population growth is the highest. Yes. And um, yes. I suppose it's got to be an excruciating thing, especially from our perspective, to think that uh, if if some of your ch- some of your children are going to die before they become adults, uh, you just mm-hmm. have more children to, to yeah. counter that. Um, yeah, and, and the, the children, 
Yeah, I can't. I, I, that that was something you brought to my attention, and I I was really stunned by it because, you know, it's it's so heartbreaking to know that children who have been given life and they're in this world and they just don't have clean water and 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 ingesting something that's unclean that your body needs can cause their life and cause uh, even more of a problem, right? Because as you said, mm-hmm. parents are saying, well, if they're going to die by this age, might as well have more, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really sad. And I think that is something we, we turn a blind eye to when, they, when the are terrible when the fires come we're like oh my god but at the foundation of it it really is looking at how we're treating the earth and how we are equalizing opportunity and equalizing health and prosperity across the globe Hmm. and water is one of the most essential ways and one of the most essential things yeah yeah, just um, well. So, so uh, uh, we're absolutely in agreement that clean water everywhere is a is a is a is a big factor in world peace. You know, but it was about a year ago. I had uh, George Green the Fourth on. He's the uh, CEO of Water Mission, and they do um, uh, water projects in ten countries. Um, you know, so many good organizations that. Um, uh, uh, that, yeah. that are involved in, and that we've had a chance to uh, talk with on on Bravehearts Radio. Um, we're we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, and and I I, I don't want to cut uh, cut you short on describing the work that you do. Um, so to make sure that we uh, we get back to that uh, when we come back to the break, uh, get come back from the break. Mm-hmm. Um, because the you know clean water everywhere, empowered girls, spiritual connectedness, mm-hmm. um, the the idea of empowered girls, and we're going to come back to that after the break. Um, it it occurred to me that, um, and I say girls rather than women, because mm-hmm. um, I think it has to do with education, mm-hmm. and the idea that in so much of the world, um, you know, girls are again, it's it's not appreciated, taken for granted, the um, mm-hmm. the, the opportunity. Um, uh, that that is that is being passed by by not uh, getting the best from the uh, intelligence and the perspective that uh, that girls yeah. and women bring to the world. Um, so yeah. and the resourcefulness, <laughs> you know, the resourcefulness yeah. that women bring to the world. It's it's yeah. it's a terrible shame that it is not encouraged as it should be. And we're going to come back right to that when we uh, when we come back from the break. Um, stick with us, uh, Brave Hearts Radio with Levante, uh, the summer of purpose and peace on uh, Brave Hearts Radio. And uh, please uh, uh, pay attention to these uh, very important messages from our sponsors. We'll see you back on the other side of sixty seconds. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist uh, because, you know, I, I don't fly the rockets, and, and it's your parades. I just make sure that you're in it. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, connect with us at uh, BraveheartsRadio.org. You can find all the past episodes. And, uh, and I always say, coming into the third segment, I say a little bit about the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great sponsors of the, uh, of the uh, Bravehearts uh, for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Uh, if you're listening to us live, it's uh, Monday, July 19th, and it is Daiquiri Day and Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Um, <laughs> Who let the dog out of the house? All right, I'm not going to do any more singing here. So um, uh, check out the National Day Calendar Daily Short. And, uh, you know, if you if you really want to get ambitious and go back and look at June 28th through July 4th, I, I, was, uh, I was co-host of the uh, National Day Calendar Daily Short, biggest audience I've ever had. So um, I'm here with uh, Levante here on uh, Bravehearts Radio this afternoon. And... Um, uh, We've been talking about um, purpose and peace. Um, uh, her uh, Brave Girls uh, organization, Brave Girls Change the World. Uh, in the last segment, we talked a little bit about um, uh, clean water everywhere. And uh, we started to get into the idea that empowered girls really an important aspect in, um, uh, in uh, purpose and peace and prosperity throughout the world um, something that so much of the world seems to have missed out on this and throughout almost all of our history uh, as humanity we have um, we have not uh, taken advantage of the opportunity that um, uh, that is there when uh, when, uh, uh, when when girls and women participate fully in things so um, helping young girls find their voice Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think 
I, so Break the World came from a song I wrote several years ago it, it, of the same name. And I was doing a documentary talking to young girls about what that meant to them. And one of the girls said, this should be an organization. And she went ahead and uh, created a Twitter. And, and so ever since then, in my business, 10% of everything I do goes towards building the foundation of Brave Girls Change the World. And as you said, the mantra is helping young girls find to change their world. I was so heartbroken. And it's, uh, a new story came out recently. Somewhere in India, uh, she was on her period, and in certain cultures, when you're on your period, they put you outside in the tent, and you cannot be members. And I, and she died out there in the tent. Maybe it was too cold or something like that. And it was so heartbreaking to me. And I know that many traditions around the world, but a lot of the things that happen in the world affect women in such a disadvantaged general. Now, when girls are not empowered, when girls are not given the full opportunities, that lack of opportunity affects generations, and that causes a certain kind of... Then when girls are empowered, it is proven that whole communities rise up, and not any, any difference, really, any special gift. Of course, women and men have their gifts and we are here to be in harmony but the opportunities for the sexes the gen you know if you believe in or whatever it is uh, male female is very different you know and and i think that as we look at we have to look at comes to women and the opportunities they have. So Brave Girls Change the World is really here to help young women recognize that they have power and when they use that power in the world and they after the world. And through education, through um, business acumen, those are the things that planning on doing still in development, doing it through business. So every time I make a sale it goes towards that. Um, but yeah, it's such an important. Yeah, that um, yeah, and I'm thinking that, yeah, that there is an evolution taking place, you know, and and as as we go from uh, as the world progresses from us, you know, purely um, agrarian economy. Because I think of my my mom's family in particular, where um, they 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 were they were a farm family. She had eight brothers mm-hmm. and one sister. And the, the nine men worked the farm, and the three women worked the kitchen and fed mm-hmm. the farmers. I mean that that was kind of the that was kind of the business model of the of the farm in Western North Dakota uh, back yeah. then. And and having ten kids was that was pretty normal, you yeah. know, for 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 those it's, folks. But she was lucky to she yeah. she was uh, a. a um, a college-educated woman, and she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually taught in a one-room school in Montana before I was born. Um, mm-hmm. So um, there, there's a lot of um, a lot of perspective there. Yeah, that's that's funny because my mother, we have that agrarian uh, history in common. Because mm-hmm. my mother, yeah. she left school at 13 when I was in high school, and and I graduate. My vice president me aside and all through the years you know I, I I thought she kind of favored me because we shared the same birthday and uh, all the other kids you know you have that teacher and they're like oh she's a favorite 
Okay, so she's such a disciplinarian. All the kids were scared mm-hmm. of graduated. She said, you know, I've always been so interested in you. Said, Mom used to help me with math in school, and she didn't get the chance to take the exam to go to high school. My mom left school at 13 years old. Yeah. Grandparents in the farm and of the household. And so my mother is a very special woman because she was the first to challenge the bauxite company in Jamaica. They were taking over people's land and using it to, to you know, uh, mine their bauxite. And my mom was like, no, you're not going to take my land just like that because my family challenged them in court, defended herself, won, moved her from where she was, built the house she chose in the neighborhood she chose. And so my mother could have been an attorney. She could have been anything, you know? And so... When we think about girls having having to come back and take care of not having education and how that passes down because I'm the fourth in my family but the first to go to college. And you know college education is the holy grail, even though I'm a college professor, but I still had certain opportunities that my siblings and others before me didn't have, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And a college professor, and you you teach um, communications, and uh, is it communications? And English. English? Yeah. Yes, yes. College. I have a real heart for community college. I think those Uh students are building bigger to where they need to go, and I love, love teaching them. Um, Yeah. Very foundational. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm a public girl, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I imagine yeah. at community college there 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 are quite a few uh, young people that uh, maybe are the first in their family to go to college. Oh yes, a lot. First first generation college students, historically marginalized communities, um, English language learners, you know, and be in that space where I get to show people what's. Yeah. I never had any teacher that looked like me, you know, um, and so to have that in front of them is something that I feel very, very passionate about. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's um, there's something about that, uh, someone that is like us, that gives us the, the sense that, yes, I can do that, yeah. and maybe that's part it's, of the, part of the, uh, the, the real appeal of, of empowered girls is that um you know the first generation begets uh the second generation at a much greater mm-hmm. rate yes absolutely when you leave it you know we're visual we're humans and sometimes if we haven't seen it then we can't imagine it and imagination is the greatest creator you know i was always a kid with the biggest imagination and where and I, and I really credit that to a lot of the things that I've done because imagination is sometimes if you haven't seen it you can't even imagine it yeah, yeah. well I find you know with, it, without my imaginary friends I'd be very lonely so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate to admit it but you know it's just the way it is sometimes you know um, uh, the um, uh, now you've you've been uh, you've been around you're from Jamaica, but you've lived uh, mm-hmm. around uh, uh, the United States in various places. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, some exper- various experiences in uh, New York, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Bi coastal, you know, <laughs> New York, California, you yeah. know, San Diego spot, and uh, of course, uh, New York all over. And I'm actually in New York right now because I'm traveling. So, yeah, I've had that opportunity. Um, yeah, very grateful for that. You know, there, there's something I call it the, uh, the tail side of the COVID coin. And, um, uh, you know, the, on, the, on the face of it, COVID is something that resulted in um, a lot of misery for people in a lot of different yes. ways, a lot of... Um, uh, in, in many, many different ways. But the tail side of that coin is um, the connections that we have been able to make and the um, uh, throughout the world uh, because of our need to connect and our need to adapt and the, uh, the, the ability that, that we have shown as people to be able to adapt. And over the last year, you know, you're from Jamaica. Uh, Weeda Duncan, that's been on the show a couple of times, is from New York and originally from Jamaica. Don Samuel's been on the show a couple of times. He's from Minneapolis, originally from Jamaica. And um, I don't know if you, you know this about Don. He's, um, he's known long, long time ago as the godfather of Jamaican soul. Mm. Um, so... Um, uh, you know, uh, I hope you, uh, Don. I hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll we'll uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us, and um, we'll wrap things up shortly. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, we're going to be in uh, Peru this year. 
join us at Machu Picchu the uh, week of December 12th through the 18th. You can find out more about that in Bravehearts Radio. Look for the Bravehearts Adventures logo or just go to BraveheartsAdventures.org and find out all about that. We're going to be going to uh, Machu Picchu this year. Uh, back to Machu Picchu and Kilimanjaro in Tanganyika next year, uh, Nepal in 2023, and Trinidad. And uh, we'll be uh, in 2024. The plan is to go into space because you go Machu Picchu to Kilimanjaro to Nepal, the only place up from there is space itself. And so we're making those connections and uh, we're on our way. Uh, before the before the last break, I was describing the uh, the COVID coin on the face of it is the, the, the misery that, uh, that we are all very familiar with in so many different ways. Um, the tail side is the connections that we've made with people throughout the world. Uh, this year because of the adaptability that people have. And um, uh, Levante, you, you, you mentioned something um, while we were chatting during the break about the idea that, uh, that, that that's the spiritual connectedness. And that's mm-hmm. the final part of the, uh, the three pillars of peace that, that I sometimes describe. Um, what, what has your experience been this, uh, this Yeah, I, as you said, the, the two sides of the right um when COVID came we realized that our systems these structures and these things outside of ourselves that we built would not hold us up many of us had to run inside literally but a lot of us had to run inside spiritually right uh we had to really come to terms with the things that we thought would give us security, right? And that those things were no longer there. Companies had to learn how to work again. There's so much of, I would call it a life robbery with how corporate structures are made. When people have families, I look, certain people when, especially in New York, you very early to avoid traffic, you come home very late to avoid traffic, you spend an hour with your kid, they go to sleep, you're gone again, and you literally spend one to two hours a night with your kid because you have to work. And COVID showed us that there can be flexibility. There are so many people who are like, we want to keep working you know, part-time from home because we want to have that life back. You know, And so COVID was, is, is really showing Certain things that we are prioritizing aren't necessarily the things that are most important, you know, and also taught us to go within ourselves and to to kind of it was hard that we had to be separated, but we found ways to be connected even in physical distance. But a lot of us had to go inside and really think about what's happening here, you know. And I think that COVID, even though it's it's so terrible, it's still going on. And, and, and God bless everyone who have been affected, have lost their lives, have had have long COVID today. But, you know, we are looking at appreciating the things and the people that make this world work. The bus drivers, the package, yeah. the package deliverer guy, the, the mailman, you know, the nurses, the doctors who put their lives on the line for us and we'd normally take these people for granted yes oh bless them i say so many thank yous to them nowadays like i'm so grateful for you (laughs) there's there's a fellow uh, his name is francisco 
and um, Francisco, I hope you're listening to the show. Uh, he's, he, I, I would always go to his line because I, um, we have grandchildren about the same age, and, and um, um, he would ask me, how you doing? And I, I said, never better, because that's the way I just answered mm-hmm. that question for a long time. And then mm-hmm. I, I stopped myself once. I said, I said, whoa, maybe people don't want to hear that right now. And you know what he said? He said, um, no, that's exactly what we need to hear. Uh, what, yes. what he was saying was optimism. We need that optimism. So that, you know, that's my role is um, bringing the optimism and helping people find that optimism so that they can be empowered from within and, uh, and, and make a difference and, and see that the, the world can be a really amazing and wonderful place. And, and it is. Um, and you do that in your work too, right, Lamonte? Yes, yes, yes. I think that we are resourceful and we have all the resources within us to create the world that we want. And, and we're, we're all creating our worlds, right? And creating mm-hmm. sin, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. And, uh, you know, t- t- tell me a little bit more about, um, uh, about the work that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So over at Levante.com, it's really an e-learning business and 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 i really have a heart for helping people to come to their gifts and to to turn that into something that makes them proud and 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 fuels their financial life you know i think that we should be working in peace in uh purpose in passion and in prosperity and so um when we understand that we are commodities we are products and we are here to use that in the world to make a difference then we start living differently we start working differently and understanding that our hours or hours of the day is our currency and so that's really the work that i do and then i also help uh, female entrepreneurs and professionals to uh, have more productivity and profits when they sync with their body's natural rhythm, their mm-hmm. cycle's natural rhythm. I help them with something I developed called the period method to sync so that they can have. There's a part in the female cycle. There are different. There are four cycles, uh, phases in the cycle, and at each phase you have different gifts and opportunities. There's a part in the cycle where you are most um, magnetic as a communicator, as a collaborator. There's a part where you're, where you're most creative, a part where you're most focused, a part where you're most open to intuitive wisdom. And when you work against what's happening in your body, you might find yourself fatigued, confused, overwhelmed, out of balance. And so that's the work I, I, I love to do too. And I do work around the the ideas of mindset because I developed this a proprietary technique of the champion mindset with my college students and realized from years of research on the brain that the brain's decision-making pathways sort of, uh, they correspond. So it corresponds with different decision-making pathways in our brains. And I call those challenge personalities and recognizing when you are sabotaging yourself and then when you, how to shift into championing yourself and when you're being ambivalent. And work that I do, um, bringing people to their gifts, bringing people into alignment and helping people to develop that champion mindset to maintain that sort of uh, peaceful, successful joy. I, I think there's there's um, there's a great deal of intuitive knowledge 
in some of the things that you're describing, you also bring something of a scientific approach to that too, which uh, which affects uh, both sides of the brain, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and science and spirituality they go together. They are they're not dichotomies. They they really go together, and so. Yeah, um, that's a, and I like that's to merge a, that. <laughs> that that's a, that's a great point to, that um, that you know that these things don't need to be regarded as something well that's this and that other thing that's the other mm-hmm. thing it's like you know if you look at them uh, uh, in, a, in a different way you might realize well they're really the same thing it's like my story about the cone you know that one one group thought the cone looked like a circle the other group thought the cone looked like a triangle because neither one of them mm-hmm. had ever seen a cone in three dimensions and uh, when they when they finally did, they realized, wow, we really need those other people to make this work. And uh, mm-hmm. that's a, it's just a different perspective. So, um, last last couple of minutes here, final final words. How do we get a hold of you for uh, uh, finding what you said? Levante.com. That's L-E-V-A-N-T-A-Y.com. Yes, that's it. And. Um, uh, find me on LinkedIn, Levante. You find me on YouTube, Levante TV, on Instagram, Levante TV. Uh, yeah, that's how you can yeah. find me. And we'll, we'll, have, we'll have all of those connections up on the uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org uh, website uh, soon so that you can uh, go to BraveHeartsRadio.org and find all of our uh, amazing guests, including Levante here today. So, um, Man, it's been it's it's been amazing having uh, having as a guest on the show. Uh, really enjoy um, talking with you. You know, when we first talked about, well, there's the peace, peace and prosperity, uh, clean water, empowered girls, and uh, spiritual connectedness, and and we we just had a terrific conversation around each of those topics. And I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are other uh, areas. Uh, that people would say, well, this is important for peace and prosperity. Yeah, um, bring bring that into the conversation too. Is 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 what I would uh, would what I would recommend. Yeah, I think those are such important areas, and we connected on that. And I I'm very grateful uh, for being here with you. And thank you. And uh, let's see. Thank uh, a thank a big thank you to uh, Stephen Rowell. I think uh, mm-hmm. Stephen at the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the the group that um, where where we were introduced, yeah. and, yes. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I like to, uh, to to give the uh, uh, the, the, the kudos to. Uh, yeah, big thanks to Stephen and make the connection. <laughs> yeah, so, Stephen and uh, Emerson. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, thanks to the Bravehearts uh, for joining us this week. Uh, you've been listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm Brian Reinbold, your host, with uh, my guest today, Levante. Um, we've been talking about uh, brave girls changing the world, purpose, and peace. Join us every week at um, 3 Central Time or any time it works for you uh, on whatever podcast service you like because uh, we're there. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere and we'll see you next week until then be well and stay well 
Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 